Welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme, continuing the black and white Fright Fest. Last week I had Bill on here talking about cat people. This week I have Marcus from Barleycast. I'm back again. Yes, he is back, and we're going to do his film that he picked out, Frankenstein from 1931. Before we get into the episode, I just want to let you guys know, for those of you that had seen that I posted a Godzilla King of the Monsters, the original film uh, review, that was actually one of the first few podcasts I'd actually done. I had thought it was—I I thought it was published, but I found out it hadn't been published yet. So it was saved as a draft for this long. So just had to throw that out there as a little tidbit and kind of my fuck up. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into the review. Frankenstein from 1931 was directed by James Wales. The film, well, the plot of the film is basically Dr. Frankenstein ends up stitching a bunch of human body parts together to create life. He wants to play God in this situation. In this case, he actually did play God. He created something. He created a human being that happens to have the mind of an adolescent child. And this film kind of follows this creature once it's, you know, come back from the dead as it just kind of explores life to an extent and also ends its life in a horrible extent after killing somebody. Or did it end its life? Well, I mean, it didn't kill itself. The villagers killed it after it drowned a child, but, you know. Or did it die? Bride of Frankenstein? Eh, eh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you were going to make like a shitty Van Helsing joke with Hugh Jackman, but anyways. Hugh Jackman? Van Helsing movie, Hugh Jackman. Why is Hugh Jackman in a Van Helsing movie? Because he plays Van Helsing. You've never watched that movie? No, that's why the earlier when you were like, that's Van Helsing. I was just like, I don't know who that is. What are you talking about? Dracula. I know who Dracula is. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, God. Anyways, is there anything you want to add? Because I know this is one of your favorite films as well. Um. Well, this is more your film, more your favorite film, where mine is The Wolfman. Because all that fog. All the fog. I mean, the fog in this one too is really nice too. It's just not at your like level, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not up to code. Yeah. The fog scenes in here. It's too smoky. I'm not looking for smoke. I'm looking for fog. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, my big gripe about it would probably be like. Oh, your biggest complaints. We're gonna go to complaints first and positives first. Yeah, positive last. Okay. Might as well break the hearts now. Okay. Yeah, go, go ahead. Piece it back together after. Um, probably this. Probably like the doctor goes with him everywhere. Graveyard. He's there. The 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 hang. The person. There's a guy who got hung. He's there, doing all that. The brain scene. The doctor knows what he needs to get, and instead, doesn't go. Sends the hunchman. Cause like if he was like wait out the window or something and was like no other one 
Like, you dropped it, you idiot. Just pick it up, put it inside the other one. Instead, he was just like... You got the abnormal brain. <laughs> you got the most important part, which is the brain. I'll let you handle this one on your own. Yeah, that is kind of weird that he didn't go with them on that one. I guess though, they are sticking into a college. It's more guarded than like a cemetery. So maybe two yeah, people have been but more. Like at the same time, which one seems more like a doctor or a hunchback? True. Sticking into a window. <laughs> True. I mean, the doctor would be more like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'll just walk." You know, he could come up with a very convoluted lie that might work but at the same time where a hunchback is like what the fuck <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so it doesn't really make any sense <laughs> plus the way he drops it too he hears a bang and then he like he delays looks, up, yeah. looks over and then drops it yeah it's like very delayed he doesn't even drop it he like throws the fucking thing he just like looks huh and then like chucks it and at the same time you gotta feel bad for the credits where like they give out the actors names and stuff and the monster who took the role because they needed somebody because the original guy they had was just like fuck no yeah Bella Lugosi and they're like alright you know he was like my name and the lights and the big bright lights no we're just gonna put a question mark there and make you seem real and it's like you know that guy was just like what the fuck yeah Boris Karloff you needed me in this movie I didn't need this I mean I think he more wanted I think it was more like I said just to make it seem more real but if you were if you were an actor, wouldn't you be kind of a little, like... I mean, it would be a little stiff, but at the same I'd time... Like, I feel like he was also kind of like, yeah, it's for the art. Makeup. Every goddamn day for about four fucking hours. So it's the same, like, with the creature from the Black Lagoon. If you look at the credits for that, they also have the creature as a question mark. I mean, I get the mystique of it all, but at the same time, it's like paying the actors due who had to sit and make up for yeah. seven hours So you want to go from... So we talked about the plot, and you talked about your negative that you didn't like. <laughs> so you want to talk about that? Jack Pierce's makeup, the most, like, you know, one of the, like, iconic figures. Oh, that he, uh, to get that dent in between his teeth, yeah, like, his uh, mouth, they were trying to create it, but they couldn't get it. So instead, he was just like, oh, I'm going to pop his teeth out. Yeah. Like, there it is! Uh, yeah, um, just... Those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, yeah, Frankenstein's or the monster's makeup. Since I know there's those people out there, there's gonna be sticklers about it, and it's like, really, it's the Frankenstein's monster. I know, I used to be one of those people. <laughs> Still are one. No, I'm not really. Can't deny your inner self. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> I know there's gonna be that person out there. It's like it's the Frankenstein's monster, actually. Anyways, the monster. Uh, his makeup, you know, it's iconic. Universal owns the rights for it. That's why no other Frankenstein looks the exact same like that one. Really? Yeah, that's why. It's always different. They own that look. Like, that makeup look is copyrighted by Universal. Everything else, they're, they're like... Very you can use, game. Yeah, you can use the monster, whatever, but you just can't use that makeup. Like, the look no, of I'm saying, like, everything else for them is just like, hmm, someone copied the minions? No, well... Frankenstein, they're like, whoa, 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 cease and desist, you pieces of shit. Basically, they're like, hey, knock that, knock that off. That's why, like, anything, like, even, like, with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, granted, the book that's going for a book adaptation, the book is way different than this film. Mm. Um, Monster Squad is another one I can think of that has a monster in it, actually. Yeah. That's why he doesn't look like Boris Karloff. I mean, it's because they own the makeup rights. I think the only one that kind of got away with it a little bit because of the square like head and everything. Monsters? Um, I think that was the Universal TV show, wasn't it? I was more thinking um, Hotel Transylvania. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got the square head and everything, but he's not 
kind of like so that people like cartoons can't do square heads I think cartoon I think like I said I think it's fine with them doing that or something I it's not really the makeup it's more like I animated I think Hotel Transylvania is owned through Nickelodeon Nickelodeon works a lot with right. Universal it's Illumination that did was it Illumination that did Ah, fuck, I don't remember. Oh, no, keep talking all the <laughs> I know, no, it's not Illumination, it does Hotel Transylvania. Anyways, back on topic with the Universal, uh, with Frankenstein. Yeah, the makeup is owned by them, that's why no other Frankenstein looks like Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. Which, let's get into that, too. I mean, you had a complaint about it, and that was his kind of grunt, where he does, he's like, uh, Well, we, he's a big... He's a giant dude in this. Intruding presence and like the thing that comes out. I like the just like mm-hmm. the first way they show him too is really neat where he has his back to the camera. Oh, he's like, sorry, no, it's a Sony Pictures, Sony uh, Pictures Animation and Columbia Pictures. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. But um, like when they first introduce Frankenstein, he's backing up and then he turns around and you see that that was that's like the perfect way to show a monster off. Yeah, like bam. Also. um... A one scene that always gets me too is when he's playing with the little girl. Like she's like, you know, they're both kind of innocent in the sense because he's the mind of a kid, basically. And they're sitting there playing by the lake and just you know going back and forth. And these fucking picks her up and chucks her. It like it's always like a cute like scene right there because she's like kind of understanding what's going on to a certain extent. But then he takes it too far and he just just fucking chucks her. And a lot of people would say like technically it's not his fault. I mean, yeah, it's but, his fault, but it's not his fault. Explain that to the parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I have to say, by the way, that's pretty, like, forward-thinking for 1931 standard that they kill a fucking kid. I mean, gosh, the way she died, it was like she's in, like, a fucking foot of water. Yeah, but... And they're like, she's dead! And it was just like she couldn't, like, stand <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean... Yeah, that's a little <laughs> much, but... But, I mean, like, with the remakes of Frankenstein and everything, like, I think they go, like, don't they go extreme? They, like, where I, they, like, he, like, fucking picks her up. I can't... Pigtails and, like, cousins. I don't think that her. happens in the Mary Shelley Frankenstein. I can't remember in that one. Wasn't there one made in 2009 or something? That's I, Frankenstein, and that's nothing to do with... The, Not that one. There was <laughs> that's one, something else. There was one where, like, they had him, like, caged up just because he looked fucking terrible, and they were just like, I can't believe I made this. I think it was a remake of the uh, Albert Einstein. I know there's a Victor Frankenstein that I've never seen, and that had um, Daniel Craig and the guy from Split. Yeah, I can't remember. James McAvoy. Yeah, but that yeah that was Victor Frankenstein. Then there's I Frankenstein, which, which is he... the best fucking Frankenstein movie we've ever seen. What I Frankenstein? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, it's not. Chris, you're going off script. What are you doing? He like <laughs> he like fights gargoyles or something in that movie. And then there's... I'm trying to think of what Frankenstein you're talking about. Because then Van Helsing, he's not in a cage. He just lives underneath where the mill... The windmill collapsed. There's like a cave that he's been living in ever since his, you know, his dad died, basically. Yeah. And then Mary Shelley's... I can't remember what happens in that one. And then Monster Squad. And then all the other ones around this time, like... Well, we've talked about, like you said, Bride of Frankenstein and everything. Um, yeah, the... We're getting way off topic on this one. Sorry for going off topic. Shut up. But anyways, yeah, that scene where he like, accidentally pretty much he kills her on accident. I've always, like I said, I always thought that was really interesting and kind of like sad because that's like kind of like a friend he's having, and then he just kills it. Yeah. 
um, along with... Well, I think it wasn't mainly because he thought they were playing. Yeah, and he, like, takes it a little too far, and then he kills her. Yeah. Which is a very... It, again, like I said, very forward for 1931 standards, killing a kid on screen, basically. Why do you keep showing me that? Of Robert De Niro's Mary Shelley. Yeah, you, you yeah got... that was what I was talking about. Oh, you're talking about that one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, didn't I thought they went, like, a little bit, like, more, like... I think so. Where, like, the, his killing was, like, ramped up a little bit more. I think it is. I Like I said, I haven't seen Mary, Mary Shelley's Ransom so long. Um... <clears throat> trying to get back on track here yeah um he kills the assistant because the assistant keeps poking him with like the cattle prod kind of thing oh he keeps uh not the it, cattle prod the fire oh that's what it was I thought it was the cattle prod I'm thinking of something else I don't know it's 1931 <laughs> <laughs> yeah he kills he basically kills him um and then when his father he <laughs> at the windmill scene before you know everything's on fire and he yeah. just they kill the monster that way too. That was a very iconic scene as well that I love. Of course, we got to talk about the most, you know, the famous moment from this film as well. Him being born, you know, it's alive, it's alive, lightning. Oh, uh, yeah. The amazing scene from that. And it's alive, it's alive. Is there anything you want to add to this? Because it's just continuing to me to be rambling. I mean, this is your podcast, buddy. So yeah, I know, but this is um, also one of the films you wanted to pick. Um. With this film, like, with me, it was, uh, I watched it last year, and I watched it this year, and it's one of those movies where it's, like, it's not a movie you want to watch a lot. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I get this if we're promoting the movie, even though we're not going to pay it. Um, it's one of these movies where it's, like, it's fun. It's a fun movie to watch. Sit down and watch with friends. Yes. But, like, if you were to be like, I love watching this movie every single night, that's when we would look at you and be like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I mean, it's... It's the same with, of course, these black and white movies. It's a masterpiece. I mean, it's a modern masterpiece. Yeah, it's a classic. Um, well, makeup artists probably. Jack Pierce. I mean, we even a lot of makeup artists trying to copy. Um, I mean, yeah, like we talked about Rick when we watched that documentary on Rick Baker. Yeah. Where he talked about how he just was seeing Frankenstein, pretty much wanted him, you know, start his career in makeup because of Jack Pierce's makeup, where it just looks. And fun fact about the Frankenstein thing, um. Who was the Who was the actor who played Franken? Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. 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 Boris Karloff. Okay, sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> um, he would get so fed up with the makeup, he would just be like, "Fine, I'm going to bed." Oh yeah, he would wear it at home because it was like what a four hour process to get it on and a four hour process to get it off. Yeah, so a, a grand total of eight hours in a chair. Yeah. So here's some I know we're kind of not really talking about the movie but we're talking about everything around the movie um another thing is who we want to talk about at the beginning yeah Bela Lugosi was originally slated to play Frankenstein because of his role in Dracula yes which was very interesting he could have been he could have been himself the face of Universal Monsters but he's like no I'll just do Dracula because at least I get to speak in that one Frankenstein I have pounds of makeup on me I don't get to fucking talk but when they did um Frankenstein meets the Wolfman he played Frankenstein there and he also played Igor, son of Frankenstein, as well. Bela Lugosi? He played Igor, yeah. And son was of Frankenstein. like the pimp of fucking horror movie acting back in those days? <laughs> I mean, Were board... they just like, who do we got? Well, we keep throwing the dartboard of um, Bela Lugosi. It's like, okay. I mean, Boris Koff also played the mummy. God, they like had like, like 
they were just spinning like three people, and they're like, he's going to be that guy this week. I mean, it was basically between Boris Karloff, Lontaney Jr., and Belogosi. Um, Boris Koloff got to play in Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. I believe so. I could be wrong. I'd have to look that up again. I haven't seen Bride in so long. Which is another thing about that film, too. The, the Bride's barely ever in that movie as well. Yeah, because it's probably like it's more of a sequel for Frankenstein. Like, it doesn't, she doesn't even show up till the very end. But still, she's like grouped into like that universal monster like group, you know, when you think of like all. Of yeah, them. so it's the Phantom's Opera. Yeah, the Phantom of the Opera. I don't know why he's grouped in Well, there. I know, I understand like his face when they take the mask off. Yeah. Like, but like, it's like. The whole movie, he has the face of like, wow, ravishing, debonair, <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ, what happened to your face, man? Oh man, I mean, we keep rambling on and on and on about different movies besides the Frankenstein film for whatever reason. Technically speaking, we're still talking about Frankenstein. We're talking in that wheelhouse. Yes, the in that wheelhouse of Frankenstein films. Um, but I mean, okay, out of Dracula and out of Frankenstein, which would you pick to watch more? Oh gosh, probably Frankenstein because it has a good story. Because we watched Dracula and like the whole my big beef with it was like Jesus Christ, enough with the camera shots on his face. I mean, he looks awesome though. He looks awesome, but at the same time, it's like every scene, it's like look, and it's like all right. I mean, I like the story in Dracula, but I think Frankenstein for me takes it just because of the aspect of he's trying like Victor or not Victor, it's Henry in this one. He's trying to play God. And it's just like he created life, and now there's actually like something back from the dead that's here. Granted, there's always that part of me that I would rather have seen the movie of like, what if he grabbed the actual, like, the normal brain? Will we get like a different outcome? You know what I mean? Like, he starts just making them. Yeah. Like, pay to make people come back to life. Well, there is a movie about that, but um, <laughs> that's something else. No, like, in this film, he gets, they get the abnormal brain, so they get, like, the child brain, basically. Yeah. Like, what would have happened differently if they had actually got the normal brain and brought back? Like, how would how would the Frankenstein sure. monster act differently this time around? It's just, like, those what-if scenarios that I like about this movie that I've always thought about. Wow, that's a very artsy-fartsy Shut up. answer. I do love the opening of this film, though. This is a cemetery scene. This how, oh, like, I like talking about the guy who comes out on stage and goes, hello. Oh, I mean, that, too. I really like that. But, like, the reason I like Frankenstein a little bit better than Dracula, because Dracula is more of, like, a... Uh, Dracula is the wine and dining guy. Where it's just, like, it's very... It's a smooth movie where Frankenstein is just, like, hey, you guys want to watch us dig up a dead body? And it's yeah. just, like, whoa! Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, the Frank... Yeah, Dracula starts off, like, with a carriage trip. I don't know why we're comparing the two. Yeah, that starts... Well, I mean, you were going to do both, but... Yeah, Dracula starts off like with a carriage ride, and then Frankenstein opens up with, I mean, the guy saying like, "Oh, this is you know, have a good evening. This is the only, you know, all that shit." Or then it's scared of the audience. Yeah, and then it just straight up cemetery, and they're gonna dig up a dead body. <laughs> where Dracula is still like, they're gonna go into the superstition behind Dracula and all that shit yeah. before they get to the castle. Dracula's a good movie, but it's like you have, it's the original slow burn. It's the original slow film where it's just like, I mean, this is also a slow film as well too. Granted, they do get. A little bit more going, but yeah. Um, Plus, it's Frankenstein. It's like Freddy Krueger, Jason. It's like which one do you like to see more? The guy who just keeps talking, why kills you, or the guy who just like randomly appears and just starts fucking murdering people? <laughs> I mean, Frankenstein's really murdering. But I mean, he murders the couple, but he doesn't like murders the girl. Yeah. Um, that whole scene right before he gets like created, like. You know, the lightning and everything. That whole, that whole, like, scene is amazing. There's so much, like, shit. Like, in the laboratory, mm. you know, 
Henry is like running around trying to get everything set up, and you know, there's lightning going on outside the castle. And just, there's just so much going on in that scene. I just love how it looks. Mm. I mean, it's like a bunch of just sci fi shit thrown in there just for the sake of like, look busy. Like, everything needs to look busy. I just love it. It, uh, it brings me joy. A lot of this film, um, the fog, <laughs> the fucking fog. <laughs> there is the fog. That whole scene where the village people are like torching up and everything to go chase down the monster. Yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about the Frankenstein? How, what would you rate the Frankenstein out of like a one out of ten? One out of ten, I would give it a solid mm, nine out of ten. Really? Yeah, it's a good movie. I like watching it a lot every year. I watch it a lot, a lot during October. Yeah, it's kind of going back with the whole black and white fright fest kind of thing. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. It always, it's one of those things you always have to show up. Like during October. I mean, that's what I'm doing with this. The yeah. whole black and white fright fest, <laughs> showing all the black and white movies. But yeah, um, we'll get into that on Halloween. I actually have a special episode planned talking about black and white films in regards to. There's gonna be more than one of us. Maybe, possibly, hopefully. But anyways, so you don't have anything else more to say about Frankenstein? Not at all. I guess I don't either. And I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll give it an 8 and a half, 8.5. 8.5. Oh, no, then I just, you know, I prefer Wolfman more for this. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Can't, right. Otherwise, it would be kind of cheap. Like, 10, 10, 10, 10. I think I have to. <laughs> 10, 10. Yeah. I have to do something a little bit differently. But anyways, yeah. That's it's kind of an unconstructed review over the Frankenstein film. But hey, you know. We felt 20 minutes. Anyways, I'll I'll meet you in the outro. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Slash Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you'd like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor on the Facebook or Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me. Today's movie fun fact for Frankenstein is that this is the first film to use the famous, like, castle with the thunder in the back uh, effect. I didn't know that. It's really interesting to see because it's used over and over and over again in kind of these black and white films. It's kind of like the Roger Corman castle shot that's used a lot in his films as well. It's very interesting to know that this is the first one to use it. Sneak peek for next week. I'm not entirely sure. I have either Luke or my mother on this show. They've been kind of. I've been trying to get talking with them, trying to figure out what to do because they haven't picked a movie out yet, even though they were supposed to a little bit ago. Um, anyways, so next week it'll either be a solo review or I'll have another guest on here. I'm not entirely sure yet. And then on October. On, on it's October. I don't know why. So that on Halloween there is a special review I will be doing. It's not going to be a movie review. Actually, it's going to be something a little bit different. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Shut, shut. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about the Halloween the Halloween season itself. What it mean? Kind of like a what does it mean to people? Kind of thing. And going to talk about black and white movies as well. Not in the sense of a movie review, but more of how they kind of feed into modern culture themselves. So, that is the big Halloween-ish episode that I got planned. It's going to be something a little bit different. It's going to be a different kind of take. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next week. It's, remember, stay spooky.